folks. Welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, I'm the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everyone. And today, I, wa- I was going to... I wanted to talk about sports, but I don't think I'm going to do that, because it'll turn a lot of people off, I think. So, I'm just going to keep you my mouth to talk shut about, about sports. What? Sports. Football, oh, sports. basketball, baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, we'll talk about kind of a sport, gambling, making sport. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's weird because uh, the church hasn't really come down on anything concerning gambling. And I, I just find that really odd because it's it's not a light subject. I mean, it, it destroys yeah. a lot of people. There's it involves a lot of uh, ruination <laughs> of yeah. uh, people's lives. As a modern Catholic, you would say, yeah, of course the church doesn't condemn it because it happens in every single church on bingo night or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, even there's not even a whole lot of ancient text except for you know, various that... saints. You know, <laughs> the bingo that the. My uh, when I was in college, um, one of the I was a freshman, and and one of the guys on my floor. I mean, you know, it was kind of in the group I hung out with and everything. But we were in one of the dorms, and and we were talking, and he was talking about how um, he remembered the first time that he, and he was not Catholic, um, but the first time that he was ever in a Catholic church, it was down in the basement. And he saw like the bingo machine or something like that. It's like they do bingo in a Catholic church, huh. <laughs> and that. And so, so he was like one of those real strict Protestant. He was, you know, from one of those real strict Protestant uh, uh, sects or whatever. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then he saw the uh, uh, the cases of beer. <laughs> yeah, the beer and bingo. <laughs> It's it's a Catholic thing. The Catholics, that's that's the Catholics are beer and gambling. <laughs> but you know, it it does compare well to drinking because it's like okay, that's you true. can't you can't look at it and say it's wrong. Uh there's nothing specific and yet at the about same it. Time, but... There's plenty of mortal sins committed in the uh you know, in the doing yeah. of it, you know, whether it's overindulgence or whether it's sins committed once one has overindulged or whatever. There's this passion connected to it that drives people to do some really rotten things. Mm-hmm. The weird thing is I have never, ever felt the real desire to gamble. I've like, even if I go to bingo yeah. and I, I'll, I'll buy an instant because Vicky asked me to get an instant so I get one and I win and she's like oh you got to put that money you got to buy more instants and I'm like well I don't want to I I got some money I, <laughs> I would I rather keep, keep it. my money <laughs> let me pocket it <laughs> I have no desire to go to the in here in in Cincinnati well they just they do have a uh, a casino downtown now but mm-hmm. for many years the only casinos close to here were uh gambling boats in indiana so people Mm -hmm. would go to indiana and 
gamble. And that that was a big yeah. thing. We'll go to the boats. I <clears throat> I just never wanted to go. You know, I have never been um I I don't want to say I've never been in a casino because I have been in a casino. I have never gambled at a casino. What were you doing in Um Terry and I were um at we were doing it was really a genealogy trip she's got folks from washington county indiana and down that way is also french lick indiana which is kind of a uh indiana resort they've got a casino and they have a train that you go on a train ride and i said hey let's try to get on this train ride so we did that it it, but at the port uh, the uh, depot rather is right there at the french lick resort so we got there we got our ticket but it's like, well, you know, we've got two hours to kill here. What are we going to do? Let's walk around and, and check out the casino and see what it's like and, and, you know, check out stuff. One of the things is that I didn't see anybody in there who seemed happy with the exception of the the crowd at the craps table, the, the dice yeah. thing. They seemed kind of a little bit to be enjoying themselves, but everybody else just looked kind of like, Zombie-like, you know, especially yeah. the people who were at the, uh, um, what do you call the 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 one-armed bandits? The, the uh, slots, slot machines. Yeah, the yeah. slots. You know, I can I can believe that. I've I've never been inside a casino. Like, uh, there's a couple casinos uh, close to here that I've gone to to fix machines, not gambling machines, oh, okay. but uh, office but, yeah, equipment, copiers and, and stuff. Uh, yeah printers i but i've never gone inside the floor um i don't know it's just well i I have no desire to i'm gonna i'm gonna i i i don't ever i don't have any like real desire to gamble but sometimes like terry will say oh you know the lottery's up let's you know yeah get a lottery ticket or something like that and you know okay i'll go ahead and do it because it you know whatever i mean if if god picks me to win it 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 i just you know pray my heart out that i'm i'm not going to turn into somebody stupid because of it yeah um but which most people do but um but there there is kind of a a difference but i don't i don't know that there's any religious significance to this but but i'm i'm going to talk about a, a a a difference in certain kinds of gambling you take something like um the lottery uh, you know the the mm-hmm. balls uh something like a dice game uh the roulette wheel and even the old style slot machines, they were mechanical and I don't yeah. know exactly how they worked, but you could believe that, that each pool was its own pool. And, uh, you know, they may have been at some level deterministic, but I don't think they were very deterministic. I, I think there right. were minute things in them that, that made them chaotic the, the way these other things are. And the thing is this, it's like when you buy your lottery ticket, you've got your ticket, you've got the numbers. Until those balls start dropping in the tube at the actual drawing, your ticket is neither a winner nor a loser. It's either way. You you buy your ticket and it it doesn't become a winner or loser until that event changes. Same thing when you drop your your dime or the well you probably can't do them for a dime anymore. Drop your money into a old style slot machine. You pull that slot, and until you've pulled the slot and everything is in motion, your play is neither a win nor a loss. Same thing with dice throws and, and a roulette wheel if, if the casino is fair. You know, I, I know that they've so been shady uh, casinos that, you know, that pull the, the, the ball the, and stuff. The cat in the box type of... Yeah, a Schrader, Schradinger's cat kind of a deal. It's it's really neither until 
it's over. Okay. But the but compare that with, for example, um, something my wife likes to do that I don't get, um, and she doesn't ever spend anything but the a couple spare change bucks that we have now and then. Mm-hmm. But she likes to do the, those scratch offs. Yeah. You buy, you know, you go into the gas station and you and, and you buy a thing, and it's got these things you scratch off. But the, here's the thing. When you buy that ticket, as soon as that ticket's in your hand, it's already a winner or a loser. Right. There's nothing you that happens after that point to change the nature of the ticket. The ticket is a winner or a loser when it's printed. And so it's like, you know, I that aspect of the gamble, I just don't understand how people can enjoy that. Because if I'm going to gamble, I yeah. at least have to feel like it's a real gamble. Um, and I think... I've seen the modern slot machines. They don't have old mechanical slot machines anymore. They're all electronic. Yeah. It, there's a monitor. I, and you know they're hooked to a central computer. So those slot machines are probably no longer random at all. In fact, on an old slot be. machine, let's suppose, yeah. It's impossible it's for them to be random. Well, I think it's even worse. Because suppose the old slot machines, let's say that it was fully deterministic, the, the um, mechanical ones. Not, yeah. in, and the casino could adjust the likelihoods of certain payouts and that kind of stuff. But it was still, each turn is going to be what the next turn is going to be. And, and there's some, you know, bazillion variable calculation you could do to figure it out. Yeah. And so there's a chance that a guy could sit down and he could just get tired of it and walk away one pool away from a win and then you sit down at that and you get the win okay that could happen yeah but on these new ones i think you have to get like it's not just generic it's like you get like an a card that identifies you and your account with the casino and so they can change it specifically for you each time you use it i don't get the joy in that at all lawfully they can't do that i think Oh, is that? I true? would assume I there are laws the to keep laws. this from happening, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. even trust those laws. Uh, you know, it's especially somebody like the Indian casinos. I mean, they're not. Well, yeah, they might operate on their own reservation laws. So, yeah, I, the thing is, but that, anyway, um, you know, as, as I was trying to find out what the church has said on the subject, um, mm-hmm. I found. A single article that was quoted or even just reprinted over and over again throughout all these Catholic websites. And some of these Catholic How websites the are reputable. Huh? Mm-hmm. How was the and, article? I mean, is this an old thing or? No, it's, uh, you know, written within the past, I don't know, since, since the catechism was written. Because the first okay. thing it says is uh, that... Gambling is not intrinsically evil, and then it quotes a chapter or a paragraph of the Catechism. It doesn't it quote within it within the last forty years. Yeah, easily. it okay. refers it. Yeah, it just yeah. it says Catechism number two four zero four. Catechism two four zero four says nothing about gambling, so they misquote it. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it's actually, I think, what they're trying to say is two four one four. That's what the oh, paragraph that deals with 2414 gambling. does and 2413 talks about games of chance. So but uh, a whole like lot of people have yeah, have okay. have taken that and reprinted it on their websites. 
That's right. Two four one three. I'm sorry, not two yeah, four one four. That's the games of chance okay. one. Um, and so they've got that wrong, and a whole lot of people have that wrong. And also in that same article, it says that uh, Saint Augustine said, and it's got quotes here: "The devil mm-hmm. invented gambling." I Saint Augustine did, did, did not you try say to that. chase down? I tried he everywhere. He couldn't, I couldn't uh, find anything. Verify like that, that quote at all. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that just got made up. Um, uh, it sounds like it. Saint Augustine doesn't... And, and the reason I say that okay. I, I sure it's possible Saint Augustine said some things that you won't find on the internet somewhere, but here's the thing. If he really did say that and if that was available to the author of this article that you're talking about, yeah. there are enough people, enough Catholics who really think gambling is bad, that that would have been pulled out in more places. Yeah, it would use it. It would be used and it would be elaborated on. This isn't elaborated. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of thrown out as, well, St. Augustine said, blah, blah, blah. And it's, no, I don't. He wouldn't have said gambling anyway. It, it would have been, I guess if you were interpreting, you could interpret it. To I mean, yeah, you'd have gambling. to yeah, find some kind of, but. But that's usually not the language. So. Uh, right. I don't think St. Augustine said that. Um, a lot of saints have written against gambling. And mm-hmm. you know, look, the fact is, I, I, even the early laws uh, of America, uh, cards were outlawed in some towns because of right. how much trouble it brought. And not just men throwing away their lives, but it also kind of brought around cheaters. It brought around – it. it was – well, you had fights. I mean, gunfights would break yeah. out because somebody thought somebody was cheating. It was heavily kind of uh, linked in with, like, prostitution. And mm-hmm. it it was just a – it's a, it's, it's not a very a good pastime. For, for those who deal in vice. Um, now, you know, th- there's uh, there will be some Catholics who point out that, okay, yeah, early America, but, you know, all of that was was uh, Puritan Protestant ethic. Yeah. Um, I... But what was what was the scene in Europe like regarding those things? I mean, you, you th- it, which is kind of funny. You think of, you know, you think of card ga- poker games, you know, as being kind of a American Western frontier, you know, yeah. town kind of things. Um, but you know, they had cards in Europe too. They had card, you know, they, they probably played different games at whist and bridge and stuff like that games that, you know, they, they probably thought of poker as a, you know, sort of a, uh, uh, um, what's the word? Like a lowbrow, uh, yeah. <laughs> variation. <laughs> well, they got, okay. There's the, the gaming act of 1845 in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, voids all contracts that were made by way of uh, gambling. Okay. And the Gaming Act so even of back then, 1892. Yeah. So, I and, mean... And 18... I mean, 1800s England, it's not... I mean, it's Protestant, but it's not Puritan ethic Protestant. It's as close to Catholic Protestant as you can get. We only really... I, the only place I can think of where gambling is mentioned in the Bible is a bunch of soldiers gambling over Jesus's clothes. Yeah, they threw lots for Jesus's cloak or his clothes. That's right. 
I, That's so right. Where, is there any even? It can't be that good of a thing. It's I kind of scratch my head at the fact that it hasn't been addressed. Uh, it hasn't been defined really, other than the, mm-hmm. the the church does say that gambling itself is not uh, an evil. It uh, or, not in themselves kind of, contrary to justice. That's all it says. Right. Uh, and it and, and it talks about And it what's interesting is that it's it's very narrow. I mean it, it seems narrow in its application. So first of all, it lumps two things together, games of chance, and then it talks about wagers. Now you can you can wager over things that are not games of chance. Yeah, like a um, pool game or like, a football game. Right, like, like, yeah, like you can bet on who's going to win, but you're doing that based on a expectation, based on some knowledge of the game and the strategic, um, right, advantages that you know because of the the players and and this one has the better coach, but this one has the better quarterback and you know stuff like that. Um, so there's that kind of there's there's those kinds of wagers that are there's there's probability in the outcome, but it's not just pure chance there's right. you know that's why that's why in the various um you know when you go bet on games um the 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 bookies all have their spreads that that you know and you can bet you know and you get odds they, on different well, yeah like you can horses, get odds you know Oh yeah, with horses. The horses have different odds. The the teams have the spread, so like one team is favored to win by so many points and you can you can bet that the other team's going to, you know, beat the spread or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, there's that kind of stuff and then they talk about games of chance and they they characterize it as card games, etc. Well, the thing about card games is that that's also a sort of calculated odds kind of game. Right. Um if you really know your cards, you know probabilities of what's likely to occur, what's not likely to occur. Um, you know, in certain games, you can see what other people have um, perhaps, uh, you know, have going like for tells them. And stuff. Uh, yeah, well, there's tells and stuff, but I'm thinking like games like, like Texas Hold'em, you know what cards are on the table. Um, you know how many cards have been dealt around, so you know the likelihood of certain cards ending up in any one person's hands, and you know what's in your hands. So, yeah. you know, you've got more information, that, and you use that information along with probabilities and that kind of stuff. And there are people who actually make a living playing these games. They mm-hmm. they get into tournaments and stuff, but they make a living at it. Now, when they go into these games, they pay a certain amount in, and then you know, they, they wager through the night and it, you know, the pot all goes to one person and there may be certain, um, um, certain, you know, lower distributions to second place winners and stuff like that. But the point is, um, even though it's a game of chance in one sense, in the long view, there are people who are good enough at it that to them, it's not a game of chance in the long view. It's just a matter of playing the odds and knowing that by doing so, they're going to accumulate um, according to those odds. Yeah. And they count on the people that don't know the odds to pr- supply their income. Um, now, I, you know, is there an injustice there? Is that, well, you know, is it unjust for somebody to, you know, play for significant amounts of money against somebody that they know is going to be inferior in, 
in their ability to play? I don't know. You know, there, there's there's all kinds of. Um, I don't think so, but well, there, there's there's all kinds of things that you could bring up with something like this. If if I had a son who was extremely good at uh, poker or whatever the game, and mm-hmm. seemed to win always and made a living. I would still try to talk him out of doing it because mm-hmm. um, it's just you're not producing anything. That's true. You're not you're you're, you're not you're contributing your... to the welfare of the of society or the. I don't care if you donate part of the money or not. The act itself does not help anyone. Now let me ask this. Let me let me let me put a theory out there for you. The, the okay. that could be a, a challenging counterpoint. Um, I think of a, uh, a piano player. Yeah. And what he does is he goes and plays at concerts mm-hmm. and he gets money for doing that. And okay. So what's, what's he producing? Entertainment. What's he giving back to, okay. Entertainment. So one could suggest that when you go to these, these tournaments and play, when you win, the thing that you provided to society is the entertainment value for all of those people who you played with. They lost, but they had the entertainment of playing. That's a. I don't actually believe that, but that's something I, that I've has got crossed my mind from time to time. Couple responses to that. Um, number one, the only entertainment are the people you actually played against. The only people who right, found that's, that entertainment. That's what I mean. And right. Number those, two, those are the consumers of the entertainment. And those many are the ones of them, you're getting your money from. Yeah. And many of them did not find it entertaining. <laughs> yeah. They, if you've got their money, they're not entertained. That, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, and there's people who, who the, the people who take the long view, they are entertained even when they lose. Because mm-hmm. they also know that they're going to win next time. You know, they, they don't risk more than they can afford, blah, 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 and so on right. and so forth. But you're right. I think there's a lot of people... And here's the thing about gambling. I think there's a lot of people who they somehow think the odds are going to favor them. Even if, you know, it's like take take the yeah. person who has lost the lottery again and again and again. Well, it, my turn's coming up. I've lost so many times. I'm sure yeah. the big one's coming now. You know what? The, 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 uh, the whatever world millions lottery is up to. You know, six hundred thousand dollars. I better go buy my tickets. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna buy three thousand tickets now because I know my turn's up. Um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, or and, they think that they are a better poker player, for example, than they really are. Yeah. They like, oh yeah, this themselves. big tournament. If I can get in there, I I know this is gonna pay out big, and then I'm gonna be able to pay all my debts off and and provide a good you know home to my kids. I don't have to worry about foreclosure anymore whatever it is i know that there's it, people who are like that when it comes to lotteries or uh slot machines the way they used to exist um if you had a one in a hundred chance of winning and you've struck out 99 times your chance is still one in a hundred one in a hundred exactly your chance resets every single time you play i it, think that's something a lot of people don't get yeah, I guess not. Um, you know, the, there's a couple other things I would say about gambling. Um, and this is when you cannot compare it to uh, drinking. Because mm-hmm. um, 
people do drink all the time without doing anything wrong. Um, right. But let's say that there were no alcoholics in the world. Nobody had an alcohol problem. Oh. Everybody drank. A, a, yeah. And they just drank what they were able to drink without getting they drunk. To drink and it, that's okay. it. Yeah. There would still be not only be, no alcoholics. Not not so. You're not only talking about the compulsive aspect of alcohol alcoholism. Nobody right. abused it. Right. Nobody nobody gets drunk okay, and beats right. their In wives. Any sense. And, right. Okay. So no sin pilot. associated with alcohol. There would still be right. uh, thousands of beer makers and wine makers and whiskey makers. People would still make this stuff. Right. People don't make the stuff in order for it to be abused. They make it in order for it to be enjoyed. Some people abuse that. Right. Now, I don't think there would ever be a casino out there if people didn't abuse it. That's a good point. If 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 nobody ever reached a point where their their, you know, their self-control was reduced when it yeah. came to gambling, then casinos wouldn't thrive. There, there, would, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense to go into the casino business. Even, even I, I don't think there would even be uh, bingos. Yeah, not, not maybe not bingos. Not you, the way the they thing. are today, because they're organized <clears throat> as money making um, events. They're well, there they to are, make money. I, right. I was going to bring that up because you've got bingo. There are private bingo games. I, yeah. I, I didn't realize this until um, I, you know, got here and, and Terry's my uh, my wife's mom and and her sister liked to go to various games. But some of the games were at churches. Okay, they raise money for the church, but some are just private games. They're there to raise money for the people who who provide the game. Yeah. Um, and you're there to try to make money. But here's the thing: there are events that are based on you know games of chance that you go there knowing that the purpose is for them to raise money for, for example, a charity of some kind. Yeah. And so then the, the, it's like, well, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this in order to get money for myself. I'm donating to the charity. And as an enticement, they have, you know, some kind of possible payout. Like, for example, a lot of times the, the uh, charities will have like a um, – like a split the pot, you, you know, yeah, everybody raffles, buys and like that. however much, yeah, a raffle. And, and for example, that I was at one, um, last year, um, for a, a, a good, um, pro-life, uh, it's actually a home for, for single and, and homeless, um, mothers and pregnant women. Yeah. And, and they had like a, you know, kind of like a split the pot raffle kind of a thing like that. And the top prize, like a thousand dollars. Well, it went to the guy that I worked with who was at our table, but, and I'm glad it didn't go to me because I kind of realized, oh, this would have been the expectation anyway. In, instead of even receiving in his hands, he said, just keep it. I donate it back to them. Yeah. I've seen that happen. But, and the reason he, he was careful not to even have take it into his hands is because if he took it into his hands, it had to be counted as income. And then he could donate it back as a deduction, but it, you know, it, he would have it's had to report income. they were on taxes. The way, yeah. if he didn't ever receive it, it never had to be, he never had to worry about that. Mm -hmm. But 
so there's 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 situations where it's like that and it's just kind of like it's for the benefit it's like almost the raffleness of it is only for show and the expectation is you're really just giving all your money to help this charity yeah um and then there's also things like um you know mere social things like when we get together and have a poker night right Okay, does that count as gambling? Well, no, not really. We're just getting together and having fun. Everybody brings a little bit of money to. In well, order what to if be instead of a nickel, Annie, we had a dollar, Annie? A dollar, Annie. Well, you know, it's yeah. like, well, if 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 I come money. to this night, and if by coming to this night there is the possibility that having lost my money, I won't be able to buy one of the meals that week for my family. Well, okay, <laughs> I had no That's business a doing that. Sin. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, since it's among friends kind of thing, we probably know who, you know, what we can afford as a group, kind of a common denominator kind of thing. We have no business making it higher than that. Yeah. I, I remember a poker game. Uh, one of the guys we played with had recently been laid off and we convinced him to go play poker and Mm -hmm. he's a little bit of a while better. And he ended up, like, he lost every dime in his pocket, and we all oh, wow. just gave him his money back. I, I remember that yeah, happening. Okay. It was like, just kind of, yeah, you know, it was just a fun night. We don't expect. Something to do while you're sitting yeah, there I talking. But right. Yeah. Yeah. The, that, that's a good way to think of it. But there wouldn't be casinos. And I, I okay, even no, those, those church so. bingos, the bingos uh, a the lot of times bingos. the bingos. They they're not making that much money off the bingo. They make a lot more money off the ripoffs, the scratch offs. Yeah, yeah, the, that's where the big money is. And I don't know. I get you know that same you know that what? same zombie eyed look that you see on the uh, on the slot, oh, the machine. slot Do machines. Do you see them doing those as well? Yeah, I mean, it, and people like they'll they'll order fifty scratch offs at a time. Yeah, um, you know. It, do you know the story behind that uh, rabbi here in Cincinnati who um, had all those scratch-off or rip-off, whatever you want to call them, uh, stores? <laughs> rip-offs. We ought to call them that. No, That's what I call them because they're pool, a rip-off. Pool tabs but, is what they call them, don't they? They're pool tabs, but uh, we call them rip-offs. Tear-offs. Yeah. Tear-offs, pool tabs, rip-offs, or mm-hmm. scratch-offs. Let's call them rip-offs. <laughs> That's what I'll call him. He okay. had a ripoff. So the store. rabbi had. So it, this isn't like a gaming event you go to, like a bingo. You just walk into the store. No. you buy some yeah. pool tabs. You buy some ripoffs. Nine to five. It sounds like a ripoff. It is. Like, how do you know um, that he's even? Because there are rules. Like you know, they open a box. So a box of of these ripoffs has so many of each kind of winner in it. Right. And there are rules that you open a box and. You have to dump it into like wherever you're selling them out of, and you have to mix them up. You have to shuffle them. You can't sell well, them. I don't know about that. I don't think so. So how do you even know he's? You know, those are those are like like at least in Indiana, those are state rules. Those, that's okay. State well, law. that's not the rule here in Ohio because they just keep them in a box and they are sell random them out, out of the in front there. They're not. Well, they're not necessarily random. They are random. Well, I mean, they're not. They're random. You're counting on the manufacturer to, to make them random, right? So we, as far as we're concerned, they're random. They're not. 
we don't know where they are. Let's put it that way. Right, right, right. And I, I think the, the winners are listed with serial numbers and you don't know the serial number until you rip it off. And then you match the serial numbers with the winners, and that has to be accounted the, for. Yeah. So yeah. there's X number of $100 winners. Each one is listed with its serial number, and then after you've used the box, you check off, this one's been won, this one's been won, this one's been won. But mm-hmm. uh, this guy, it was it was 9 to 5. People would come in and just buy a bunch of instants and sit there at a table opening their instants um, and some of our relatives worked in these stores. Oh, okay. That's who the rabbi is. Okay. I knew yeah. the part about the relatives. I didn't know it was a rabbi running the store. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know. I got the inside story on a lot of these stores and, <laughs> um, I can't imagine the story. I mean, you I, go in and buy pool tabs to sit there and open them. I, I heard stories something so, about... I can't imagine anything more lame than that. That's the yeah. thing. <laughs> I heard stories about these old people coming in and literally spending their life savings in the matter of a week or two. Oh, gosh. That's so awful. That's not even the worst part of it. Um, there, I mean, he's got teenagers <clears throat> running these stores. Now, imagine being... Uh, well, maybe 18. I guess you had to be 18. So you're 18 mm-hmm. years old. You haven't lived very long. And let's face it, an 18-year-old is not generally this beacon of virtue that you want. So right. you got an 18-year-old running the store. Uh, the 18-year-old has opened a box with $500 winners. And he's only sold two. And there's only 50 cards left. What do you oh, think the well, teenager's going to do? There's, there's a hundred or, uh, yeah, 150 more dollars in there. Or no, there's 300 more dollars in there and only yeah. $50 to buy the cards. Yeah. And I, he's okay, not, he can't tell the customers that, but he knows it. So, hey, I'll have a friend as soon come as in. The customers here, are buy gone. These. That box disappears. Yeah. So that kind of thing was happening a lot. Oh, and wow. so, first of all, people were getting ripped off because they're gambling and it was a stupid thing to do. And they have this weird passion where they, they want to put up a certain amount of money for chance. And knowing that the odds are against them getting that money back, I mean, the house always wins. That's the rule. Everybody knows that rule. And yet they go and do that's, this. That's See, the, that's why if you have an event like two-hour bingo night you go there within those two hours you have a certain amount of money you're going to spend you spend it on these these ripoffs and then somebody's going to win the hundred dollars it might be you it might be somebody else but you've spent your money and then you're done yeah okay then you go home you reset you have time to think whatever and then later maybe next week you, you go to another gambling night and you do it again but the thing is it's you've got a budget for that but right. when you've got a store to just go in and buy it, it's a constant stream of losing. You get that $100 winner, and it's like, oh, but I spent $120 to get this. I still got $20 in. I need to keep spending because i got to get my money back. It's never going to happen. Which is exactly what Why casinos are. Why wouldn't people are. understand that? 
Well, yeah, casinos uh, are like that too. They, and this was that's why the, he was under the uh, the cover of being part of a church, so he could run these quote nonprofit mm. things. But um, either way, it. I mean, I saw this happening when I was pretty young, and it 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 created in me such a uh, a spite for gambling in general that I just I I have always despised gambling, and then I've yeah. seen. Personally, I've seen people get ruined because of it, and it makes me despise it even more. And But the problem is, I can't... Uh, okay, here's what we can find. We we find a lot of saints who write against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't find any of the real popular ones, you know? I can't find anything by... You know what? I didn't look under Thomas Aquinas. Um but he would have I didn't been find very anything systematic. Augustine. Uh, right. Pope Victor I, uh, Callistus I, and Melchiades. I don't know. See, these are all names that nobody really knows. And they did write a lot about how evil it is to gamble. Uh, there are... So there's something called... Okay, if you look it up under the in the Catholic Dictionary or the Catholic Encyclopedia. Uh, it's got these quotes. Oh, wait a minute. There it is. Uh, okay, here's a pool quote from the Catholic Encyclopedia. Theologians commonly acquire four conditions so that gambling or gaming may not be illicit. First of all, what theologians are they talking about here? I don't know. That's yeah, kind of a... The, the, that's a that's a weird thing to say for a Catholic. That's weasel words. Yeah. Catholics, uh, we we list who we're talking about and what they said, but mm-hmm. then it just right. gives these four arbitrary rules. Um, what is at stake must belong to the gambler and must be at his free disposal. So you can't gamble with you other. You can people's only gamble money. what you own. Okay, uh, that's you can't do anything with other people's money. So that that's kind of yeah. like a. That's a, a given. statement. <laughs> yeah, the gambler must act freely without unjust compulsion. Is there just compulsion? I don't know. I, um, yeah, would. Um... There must be no fraud in the transaction. Okay, so you can't cheat. Okay. And there must be some sort of equality between the parties to make the contract equitable. So I guess you know. Odds and things like that, I guess, is what they're talking about. Well, you know, except for the last one, except for the last one, those all apply to gift giving as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know. That's kind of weird. I kind of feel let down by this, but (laughs) because usually the Catholic churches, I mean, you'll find plenty about drinking, but not much about gambling. Uh, But there are, okay, uh, there's, Something called the Canons of the Apostles. I guess in the early days of the church, they came up with, I think, 79 canons, uh, basic rules for the Christians. It was... Um, Is this sup- like the Didache? I don't know. What's that? It's like an early um, early apostolic set of rules for Christian life. Yeah. Yeah. And you're looking at like 4th century, maybe. Um and uh, they list gambling as, I think they call it dice, but um, 
they they talk about excommunicating anyone who is gambling. So if you gamble, you're excommunicated. Okay. And again, they're talking about dice. So, so this would be chance, oh, not playing, not dice, betting, right. pure chance, right? Not not a wager, right? Seventy uh, ninth canon of the Council of Elvira. I canon of Elvira. That was in. Whoops. I hate it when you accidentally press Control V instead of Control C, and you paste instead of copy. Okay, Cancel of Elvira. So that's in three hundred nine century. AD. Okay, yeah, fourth century. Um, fourth Lateran Council, twelve fifteen. Mm-hmm. It forbid Are these councils that spoke about gambling. Yeah. So the first two forbid Christians from gambling. Uh, one of them said you're excommunicated. Uh, the other one said you can't. Uh, you're not in commun- you can't take communion for a year if you've gambled. Oh okay. There yeah. Uh and then various popes throughout the years talk a- against it. And then the Fourth Lateran Council of 1215 um forbid clerics from gambling. Okay. Um which council- that makes sense because what's a cleric going to gamble with? The, everything right, he's he got, has that's- was entrusted to him by the people of the church. Right. And then the Council of Trent, um, you know, the Council of Trent, I think, forbid clerics from gambling. And then in the uh, Catholic Encyclopedia, it says the Council of Trent contented itself with ordering all the ancient canons on the subject be observed. I don't know what that means. Hmm. All the ancient canons, what, how ancient? Would that Going all the way back to, yeah, does, does that, that means it's all that... forbidden, period. All so, the way back to the Didache? <laughs> yeah. So, I, there's just, there's not much on it. Um, Maybe all the ancient canons that hadn't been overturned or abrogated. Right. I guess that's what they mean. I, I couldn't Which, find I, exactly you, I, how where... How could you possibly figure that out? <laughs> the canon of Trent. I, I, don't, I can't see any canons from the Council of Trent that actually say that. So, okay. So I don't know what somebody said there. that, but we don't really know. Okay. Right. Um, the thing is, gambling itself is so much associated with bad things. It's really surprising that more hasn't been written on it. And I don't know. I was hoping to come here with a thing that oh, would say, big look, old, yeah, the, stack of for these reasons, and... you should not be gambling. But I, I can't. All I can tell you... All I can say is that a lot of bad things happen when people gamble. And it, it, not just the person who loses the money, but all the other people around that person. Uh, it's not like good that if I bet you over a coin toss and you lose to me, I guess you could say it's good to me, but I, I mean, I basically took your money without working for it, without producing anything, without doing anything. Yeah. And this is not like stocks and bonds where it is a gamble to to bet on certain companies success, but uh, well like you said with sports and things like that. There's there's a uh you have an Well, it's even better than that because of the yeah. There's that, but plus when you buy a stock, you're lending that uh person money 
and or that company money, that entity, and they can use it to make more money. That's the idea of stocks anyway. That is the if idea of stocks. If you lose your money, it's, it's – the 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 thing that I don't know, and and I, the the thing about stocks is that that's the idea for a company that is first incorporating, and then it might issue stocks in order to collect money in order to do stuff. But yeah. then a company um, has what's called a uh, a public offering. Um, often they they refer to an initial public offering or IPO, and then those mm-hmm. shares of that company become what are called publicly traded. Well, at that point, then people who are the public at large can buy those shares. They initially give that money to the company, but then from that on, from then on, when people buy and sell shares, they're buying and selling them amongst each other within the public. That money's not going to the company anymore. So when you go and buy stock on the New York Stock Exchange, um, you're not lending money to that company. You're not giving money to that okay. company. But you are buying and selling a piece of the company itself. You're selling ownership in that company. And that's the, yeah. that's the key that every share of stock, every share of common stock, comes with it a voting right on the annual uh, meetings of shareholders for that company. And right. a voting right to elect the boards of that company. And that's what you're actually purchasing with stock. And that's why even when it's publicly traded stock, it's not a gamble. I mean, you may you may use it as a gamble right. or you may use it as an investment. But what you're actually purchasing is a real thing, a part ownership in a company. Right. And the company does something. Yeah, they make things. They produce. They, or, or do things. Yeah, they the. That's how and the they hire men and give those men living so that they and, can yeah yeah. So you're you're participating in all of that when you buy stock. It's not the same as gambling. Why is there so little written on it? There's so much vice associated with it. I mean, when you think of you know the early um, casino bosses in in Las Vegas, right? And how you know? Well, just the, think about Vegas. Vegas itself. In that. Yeah, just it's, Vegas itself. It's the city of sin. It's they, yeah, they call it sin. It's city all built on all gambling, the, the the prostitution and everything. But here's the thing about Vegas. Think about Vegas and and casinos generally, the big casinos anyway. Um, what do they have? They have this 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 rule that if you're going to go to them, it has you have to only gamble. You're not allowed to use your brain. It's like you've got to check your brain at the door. If they catch you using your brain to try to give yourself an advantage in any of the games, oh, you're you talking like counting out. cards. You might get blacklisted. Counting cards, for example. Yeah. See, I don't know so if that's the rule. If is, that was a real thing, or if that's just like a. a oh a, no! A, it is a real thing. It's not illegal. The there's 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 no way that a state can make it illegal to use your brain. Yeah. But the casinos take it very seriously. And they'll kick you out if they catch you doing it, and they'll blacklist wow. you too. Yeah, yeah. So I, the the if you just want to understand, you know what it is to go, you know these big gambling houses. Check the the requirement is check your brain at the door. It has to be a pure gamble on your part. Yeah. In order to participate, well, that alone should clue you in that okay, wait a minute, these guys are not not this the kind of people you want to do business oriented, with. I, it's not the thing that's oriented towards human flourishing in any right. sense whatsoever. If 
if you want to be purely entertained, then do it some other way. <laughs> you know, I okay. <laughs> buy something that oh, somebody gosh. had to make. If you want to be entertained, you know, watch a movie. Music. Uh, watch go a movie. To a art museum. Yeah. Yeah. Go buy Read a, a book. CD. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> There's so many ways to be entertained. Right. Uh, but, they, yeah, I don't know what it is about gambling that, that draws people to that. I, yeah, I, I guess there's that. Um, people tell me that, think, to, like, to illustrate how um, how much self-control they have. You know, like, I only take $100, and then I spend the $100, and then, in my mind, that doesn't make it any better. Okay, you gave $100 to the house. Why give that company your $100? They take advantage of thousands right. of people every day. Just they, like that, yeah. I Okay, I won't call it theft, but... It is theft because this person no longer has a will. They're they're enslaved by a compulsion, and this company is yeah. taking their money. Why give the, them money? Yeah, the people that uh, the you know these casinos they they uh, if they you know sense that that you've got some deep pockets, um, they'll uh, find ways to allow you to have free booze while you're on the gambling it, floor and stuff like that. It's amazing. That, you know, you, yeah, how much uh, research goes into, and how much energy is put into how to make people gamble faster and at higher stakes without thinking about it. The mm-hmm. the lights that they have at these casinos, the music that they play, everything that they do is oriented towards making someone spend as much money as. They can get them to spend uh, without thinking about it. Yeah, that that should say it all. Like you said, yeah, it, it, yeah that's these things should be they should be no brainers for most Catholics. And um, well, they're not. And I, you know, I yeah. I but you know I, the thing is if, if like take somebody who wants to just do the you know. Let's say they win, like, an all-expenses-paid trip to Vegas. So, oh, okay, yeah, I'd like okay. to go check it out. So I'll take my trip to Vegas, and I'll take, uh, you know, it's it's a uh, two-night, three-day, whatever. So I'll take, you know, I can afford to throw away $500. I'll take $500 that I can use on the casino floor, 250 mm-hmm. one night, 250 the next night, just to have the the casino experience. And I'll go do that now. And, and they, and they follow through with that. They, you know, that that's all they do. So, yeah. you know, on the one hand, as a individual specific act, there's not a whole lot you can say about it. Right. But then the question is, okay, you took that $500, uh, which is a lot of money to some people. Um, yeah. and you gave it to a company who, you know, a, a, um, an enterprise that, its whole business is basically ripping people off where you could have spent that $500 instead, you know, eating at a very fine restaurant or going to some kind of a show or something like that. Rent a limo for one week and take it to work. I would love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to rent a limo and go to my normal job every day. That's right. You get your, if if you're going to throw away five hundred dollars, yeah, do, 
take take your buddies out somewhere. You know, yeah. take, get a fishing boat and go fishing one day on a Saturday down at Lake Cumberland or something. Right. <laughs> you know, you know what else I want to do someday. These are all the dumb things I want to do when I'm rich. Uh, I want to have a butler, but I want to go to a normal job with my butler. Oh yeah, he'll just be there. Just have him there to hand me a tool or whatever. (laughs) And I started thinking, I need the pliers, James. (laughs) If you could, uh, if I had time, I would go to butler school and learn how to be a good butler, and then rent myself out for things like birthdays. So it's like, hey, I'm going to rent you a butler for one day, and you're going to have this guy. Follow you around and pick up your drinks and do this. And, yeah. White gloves, black tie, you know. <laughs> that would be that a would cool be business to, to start. <laughs> if I had time, I would do that. You know, the thing is, if, if, you could, if you could do the market research to find out that it would make money. Right. Um, other than the initial training, it, you know. You need a little bit of capital because I, I guess you would start just renting yourself out. So you'd have to yeah. pay for the butler school, and then you'd have to have money to survive. You could start just doing weekend gigs, so you could still kind of yeah, keep you your could. day job kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, there might be a way to make something like that go on a on a little bit of a shoestring, not quite shoestring, but right, but without a whole lot of upfront capital. And then you could you could add things like okay, we'll do a limo also if. Uh, for an extra mm-hmm. x you know 100 bucks or yeah. whatever a day it, that could be a pass through even it it uh, you don't you know you can just have a limo service you know, that you always go to whatever their prices are that's what you quote the customer you know the other part of it is that uh just my general appearance i could never pass myself off as a butler i just don't look Why? like one you've got the you're you're tall you're lean i do have the okay, you, you have to get I don't know. you have to get rid of the ponytail I'd have to get a haircut probably, and they probably yeah, wouldn't a, like the tie dye wouldn't work out. No, you'd have to dress in a suit. I have with to a, not a wear tie dye shirts. I don't know. You could wear it underneath. I could. I nobody would know. I just yeah. I instead what I'll t- do is I'll try to get one of my sons to uh, learn a little bit about butlering. Go to butler school, and I'll rent him out for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say hey you earn a couple hundred bucks in one in one day go ahead and yeah why not oh well the things i would do how do we get on this oh gambling <laughs> yeah yes. don't gamble just yeah Take, do something if you've else got with the your money, money to gamble do something useful with it if you're sanctimonious about being able to lose it then lose it to something else yeah, I don't know. You know, I, you know I, maybe there are people who who have the combination of they they really do only just, you know, spend what they intended to spend and then stop and for some reason actually enjoy it. I don't know. I can't, that's the that's the side that I absolutely maybe. can't imagine is this idea of enjoying it. I can I can understand spending the money because you expect a payout. And it's a mm-hmm. chance. It's oh yeah, but I could win big, you know, and, and that could drive you to pay the money. I can't. I don't. It, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around the idea that somebody gets any joy out of it. Right. If you know, as I was doing research, I, I every 
I like looking at forum posts because there's usually one or two guys in a forum who start arguing with each other and they quote, quote, quote. And mm-hmm. that's usually how, that's often how I find information, um, by chasing down those quotes and who said what. But oh, I yeah. saw little arguments here and there, like this old couple, they've spent their life saving money. And this is how they want to spend it before they die. They go every day and they spend X number of dollars. That just, to me, that's so stupid. I just, the sheer stupidity of it, to me, makes it simple. Put yourself before God after that. You die. And okay, what did you do with your life? Well, I amassed a a healthy retirement of one and a half million dollars. All right, what did you do with that one and a half million dollars? Why well, I well, gave I it to this, casinos. this I, I gave it to casinos. This rotten really? company I, who takes advantage yeah. of people, I gave it to them. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just put yourself there. Yeah, imagine facing God with that. It would, it would be embarrassing, if nothing mm-hmm. else. So I just, I can't see my way clear to saying that. I, I, I can't see my way clear to saying that uh, a company who's uh, and any kind of enterprise whose sole purpose is to collect money from games of chance is in any way just. Yeah. But, uh, and I personally, I think, I think churches ought not to do bingo unless they're just going to do straightforward bingo without the instance. Oh, without the, that's what they're called instance. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, just straight bingo. It's like you covered this, you you get your five marks in a row. You yell bingo. You won twenty bucks. As opposed to the usually they've got the bingo caller, the bingo uh, the guy who actually picks the balls out, and then there's like six or seven women walking around with instants selling them. Yeah, I, and that yeah that's where they make the money. And the the people who end up winning big. That's where they win the money, too. Because yeah. these days, they take those instants, and it's like the instant might have a $100 winner. But you get your $100 winner, and then there's a special number on the back of your instant that goes into a separate game that could be like a $1,000 winner. Oh, I didn't even know that. There's, they've got, like, build-on games to the instants. I haven't even... I went to bingo with Vicky right before we got married once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't um, think they had those kinds of things back then. This That's like the last more, time I've been to bingo. Like last 10 years kind of thing, I think. That yeah, these that was have over 20 years ago. But um, yeah, I, I have to agree with you wholeheartedly. If if the world population... Yeah, to, think of it this way. If the fall had not happened, we would probably still have wine presses and beer breweries and yeah. even distilleries. Yeah. But we would not have bingo halls and we would not have casinos. Right. I, I think that's, I think that's absolutely true. So don't gamble. Yeah, <laughs> don't give your money to them. <laughs> that's all I've got on it. Nope, I think I've uh, exhausted uh, my take on it too. Okay, let's talk about current events. Yeah, uh, what's going on? You know, I don't have any science in here. Really? We got a lot of bad news, but. Uh, so I guess the the official death toll of that uh, winter storm going through Texas 
is 111. Wow. That's a lot of people dying from winter. That's bad. Yeah. In Texas. Because usually nobody dies from winter in Texas. Right. Um, Okay. Things are happening in Taiwan. Uh, I guess China's getting closer and closer to... They're they're just... It's like they're toying with Taiwan. And um, at the same time, they're making these agreements with Iran. Oh, wow. And... uh, Energy and infrastructure, things like that. Uh, Chinese is investing in Iran. This is really dangerous. Yeah. Wow. I, this okay. is no good can come from this. No, we've got China and Iran. These are the two worst people. These are enemies of the U.S. Yeah. And uh, Trump correctly identified them as enemies, and put sanctions on them and made it harder for them to um, made it harder for them to control what the US did and now they're increasingly in league and we've got a president who's going to favor both of them yeah even though I I think I you know we had some kind of meeting with China and Biden brought up the fact that the Chinese are imprisoning Muslims. I don't know why he thought he should talk about the Muslims who are being imprisoned. Uh, yeah. He didn't talk about the Christians who are being imprisoned. How about or put the Christians to death. and the, the underground Catholic Church? and uh, Yeah, he didn't talk about that. But he did say something about the Muslims. They were kind of back in his face. And they said, well, you guys are you guys are racist. What are you talking to us for? You know, you know by, they, they threw that back. How did they throw that back? They threw that back based on the modern leftist our whole system in the United States is based on racism we're racist at the core we're racist from our founding it's all of that that modern leftist idiocy right that China threw back in Biden's face about that yeah and, and the thing is you know they have a point in the sense that here here we are Biden, the the kind of people who voted for Biden are saying America's a totally racist place. So China has that. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what kind of uh, response Biden could give to that. If he says to them, you're wrong, we're not racist, we are founded on equality and justice as a nation, and that's what we're about, then he's calling all these leftists who got him into office liars. Not to mention the fact that a lot of these leftists are backed by, guess who? China. China. <laughs> That's true. A lot That's of these uh, media companies, we're finding out, have Chinese money in them. So you so, have China paying people to call America racist, and then when Biden says China has human rights abuses, China says, hey, don't get on us about it. Your own people are saying how racist you are. <laughs> yeah, your cops are out there gunning down black people. Yeah, which is another thing going on right now, isn't it? The the George Floyd, then uh, he wasn't gunned down, but the George Floyd yeah, trial. The George Floyd. Okay, so that trial started. There were some protests. Um, I don't know. I I just don't see how this guy can get a fair trial. Yeah, I mean, when jurors I, are afraid to come out with the, because you remember Rodney King. Yeah, and those cops were acquitted. And riots ensued because of that. Yeah. 
in L.A. And the but the thing is, the fact is, okay, you have this this few minutes of of video, and and I think George Floyd's going to end up being the same way. You have this few minutes of video without context that goes viral and inflames and everybody's um, you know uh, passions about it and and yeah and it it creates this sort of aura of this extreme injustice that has to be answered and you know, and all and, and then you get to trial and now you have to pay attention to evidence and both sides are allowed to present evidence and evidence has to follow the rules and evidence is discussed and evidence is presented by experts who explain it mm-hmm. and then it's a very different picture and the the you know the guys from the Rodney King thing they were acquitted and okay that's what happened with the evidence in the courtroom well what's going to happen with the evidence in this courtroom you've got these jurors it's like i don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole because the evidence may acquit these guys and yeah. I can't lie, but if we as a jury end up acquitting them, our names are on the the juror record. Yeah, we could I, become I targets. I would never want to be a juror in this case. I mean, yeah. I would be so scared I can for understand. My life. And then, of course, you've got the other jurors who are being dismissed because they say, "Well, yeah, I know he's guilty already. It doesn't matter what the evidence mm-hmm. shows." And a judge can't allow that kind of juror to sit on the jury. It seems like sometimes there should be. Uh, a case made for a, I don't know, a secret kind of a jury. Secret, I don't know. That's a, a bad a, precedent. But. I, yeah, secret jury, secret trial. That, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, oh, man, do you really want to go there? But this this thing is so inflammatory publicly. But it, which, you know, it just shows you this is the mess that liberals have gotten us into by inflaming everybody. This is the That's mess the that thing. Antifa, that Black Lives Matter has gotten us into as a society. This entire it's all created this whole mess has been created on purpose yeah and there's so many people who are a part of it who are guilty and those people are never going to pay for this the news for taking this where it's gone and promoting all this rioting uh these people are never going to pay for that it well maybe they will someday just not in this life. I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> they'll pay eventually. Hmm. Um. Meanwhile, there's these. Okay, so we had these two. They're kind of mass shootings. I don't see. I don't. Okay, I guess you could Atlanta say six people. Yeah. So you had those. Uh, yeah. Call multiple shootings. Multi shootings. Multiple shootings. I mean, um, mass shootings. I when you say mass shooting, th- I'm thinking like mowing down a theater full of people. You know, yeah, twenty five deaths, shooting. You know, stuff like that. This guy drove from massage parlor place to, to place. massage parlor yeah. and killed people. It's a little bit yeah. different than a mass shooting. Um, <clears throat> but they're trying to get as many mass shootings as they can. Um, and the news. Hold on, you there? Yep, I'm here. I just got a thing that said disconnected, but oh, I oh. bet I know what happened. Oh, your I'll Bluetooth bet. may be disconnected. Yeah, I heard Bluetooth. My Bluetooth said disconnected, but I think someone else was hooked up to my earbuds. Oh, and that's, that's weird that more than one guy. person can connect can hook to your up to the same earbuds at the same time. <laughs> that's that's kind of that seems like a security <laughs> risk. Yeah, you could be talking. Uh, you yeah. know, some private stuff. 
and then all of a sudden it's on the TV or it's something. It's public. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, let's see. Okay, so they're they're trying to make everything a mass shooting so that they can keep going after the guns. The guns um, and stuff, yeah. So CNN is reporting a series of shootings in Virginia. Um, and you read into it and you, you hear a whole lot of stuff. But finally, when you get down to it, I guess there were some... There may have been a couple uh, innocent bystanders, but this is more three guys who were uh, shooting at each other because of an argument. Oh, so there was an argument. This is, and this is like a couple a gangs, I think. This is a gang okay. thing. It's and they're a, calling a, it a yeah. mass shooting. And it's like, you're missing. It's not what it is at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this Senator Tim Kaine is calling for Congress to act on gun violence now. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah, stupid. It's <laughs> stupid. It's based on complete mischaracterizations. And yeah, and it's, it's, it's not surprising, though, because... Even if they weren't they mischaracterizations, this, this whole, you know, gun control response is... It's it, never it, worked. Here's the thing. If you're not in favor of you know american freedoms well then okay then it makes sense if you're in favor of american freedoms this whole gun control response is extremely short-sighted and narrowly yeah. viewed it, it it's not taking the long view and the broad view this whole thing the way that it's been happening for a while but it's mostly been targeting trump but now it's 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 happening all over the place. The way things are mischaracterized in the news, and yeah. for example, like this—I they... think this they stuff got going on a... with the Asians. Oh, yeah, they're calling it racist. So that well, the 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 six Asian women that got shot. You know, mm-hmm. CNN. I read it in the report at CNN. Uh, concern over anti-Asian hate crimes is heightened. When six Asian women were among eight people fatally shot this month at Atlanta area spas. A 20-year-old man was charged with the murders. Police have yet to determine a motive. That's just not true. We know the motive. Yeah, we know the motive. He He told us. Why do they report it that way? It's so terrible. Well, you know, the news went big on lies during the Trump administration. I mean, really big. Out and out yeah. falsehoods, complete mischaracterizations, and the thing is, the left, the the popular left, had their back. Nobody yeah. called them out on it, and everybody who did call them out on it, uh, they were just treated to scorn for being Trump supporters anyway. And so, what right. the news learned is that as long as we put the correct narrative, as long as we, you know, keep on presenting the, you know, what what our leftist official uh, picture needs to be, we can lie all we want. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to call us out on it in any serious yeah. way. Well, the thing is, right away if, with these six Asian women, the first thing they say is white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. Yeah, well, now we're, it turned out has nothing to do with it. There's this other narrative about hate against Asian Americans, and they keep talking about it. Because there have been a whole lot of Asian Americans that have been attacked. 
But when they talk about it, they don't say black supremacy, black supremacy, black supremacy. But when you look into it, most of these, quote, hate oh, crimes are being by perpetrated people. by black men. Uh, yeah. The 65-year-old woman in, let's see, New York City was beat, brutally beat by a, by a guy in his 30s. They don't even mention the fact that he's black. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the, the guy who shot six Asian women was a 21-year-old white man. The guy who yep. beat, practically beat to death the 65-year-old woman was just a man, not a black oh, man. But yeah. if you go he look at a picture of him, he's a black guy. Yeah. So well, it's the just thing in little things like that. Colorado was like a, like a Middle Eastern guy, wasn't he? Yeah, that was a Middle Eastern. You didn't hear anything about him being Middle Eastern. Or about the fact that only whites were shot. Yeah. So why is so it that racist? let's not talk about race there. Let's only talk about the guns on that one. We yeah. Talk about it so we can use it for gun control. Yeah. It's it, it follows all the same patterns that we talked about uh, back when we were talking about mass shootings. The way if it was a white guy, then that's what they talked about. If it were anyone else, they especially if it was against Catholics. If yeah. it was against Catholics, they didn't talk about the fact that it was anti-Christian. They talked about um, some of the victims, but the victims more personally, not as a group of Christians. Not, right, not because they're of their Christianity. It, the patterns are so apparent here, and it's like people are afraid to see them, certainly afraid to talk about them. Yeah, that that there, you know that's there's a lot of anti Asian hate society. going on, and a lot of it's black. It's like people I are don't afraid know why, to, but even look at the truth honestly. They're, I mean, they're afraid to see the truth. Yeah, it's a. That's all my news, though. Okay. Well, I got a few things. Uh, let's see, what order should I go in? Okay, so nation of nonsense. Um, how about we start with the president? Oh, the nonsense president. Okay, yeah. Um, just a minute. There's one quote that I want to pull out of here. Uh, I'm looking for the... uh, I should have had it queued up a little bit better here. Here's Biden. Let me make one more point. You know, I've told my daughters, granddaughters, from the time they got old enough to understand what I was saying. And I mean it. He really means this. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. How about that from our president? I wonder if a woman can fertilize an egg as, as well, well as, a, as man. a man can. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just start with the obvious. Hey, can a woman... All right. Can a woman hit a tree with a urine stream from six feet away? Yeah, I don't think she can. I don't think she can do it at all. All right. No, but the thing is, here, you know, we, this is, you know, there's like been a lot of development boxing. in, in, in Catholic, uh, you know, in the Catholic world about the, the recognition of complementarity, men and women and that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's things that women do better than men, and there's things that men do better than women. Yeah. But here is the president of the United States, this stupid old dotard, saying something so obviously idiotic. There's not a single thing that a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Okay, now, what does that mean? Switch the logic around. That means 
There's not a single thing that a woman can do that a man is going to be able to do better than her. The best a man can do is as good as a woman. That's that's yeah. the reverse logic. That's the, you know, you switch it around and watch it from the other point of view. That means that everything in the world should be done by women preferentially. We shouldn't do because anything. The best that men can do is as good as a woman, and sometimes they can't even get there. Yeah. That's what this statement means. He should step aside and let Harris be the president. Yeah, there's no reason for him to be a president. Yeah, he should when be a putting woman can women do a better job. and only women on his cabinet. Yeah, there shouldn't be any men on his cabinet. If he actually believed this, but this is what he tells his daughters and granddaughters. Of course, he didn't tell his daughters and granddaughters this. But, uh, you know, he's just grandstanding and stuff. But what a stupid, idiotic statement. I mean, if you want to make yourself look like a complete imbecile, which in America is already concerned about how much he's lost his mind and, and he's not all there. Um, <laughs> you you couldn't you know do better than this. I know. But here's the thing. And this is the sad part. There are there are a lot of people who believe this. Oh, yeah, that I is know sad. it doesn't seem possible, but there there are women out there who think they could be as good at say boxing or wrestling as any man yeah. or as some men or military or yeah. Right. They they sincerely believe this. And it's that that's... we're raising a, a nation full of women who don't take any pride in their and what they uh, really can feminine do nature. Femininity. Yeah they, yeah. they just, they don't see that as something to be proud of. They see not masculine things as what they should be proud of. Yeah. So setting aside the fact that they're delusional, um, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's kind of a, a, I, I guess maybe that's the dirty secret of feminism, um, is that they're really, um, anti-women. Because what are the, what's yeah. the whole point of feminism? It's, it's setting up this idea that, hey, you ought to be able to be like a man. Well, a woman who knows what she's about, why would she want to be like a man? The only reason she'd want right. to be like a man is if men are, in fact, better than women. That's, that's the whole premise of yeah. feminism, that men are, in fact, better than women. And therefore, the whole point here is that we need to allow women to be like men. What if it were something else? What if... Um... What if as men, uh, we want to be more like horses, you know, and horses horses can't do anything better than a man can do. Um, I mean, I can put a saddle on and I can cart someone around all day. I'm just as good as a horse. I can eat, 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 you know, oats out of a bucket or something, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, that's how... That's how That's stupid how the whole is. argument yeah, is. How, it's how dumb, dumb the whole thing is. Oh well. All right. Okay, I'm I'm going to give a. This is a Walmart one. Hey. <laughs> I actually have two Walmart picture? ones, but but one of them's old. So this is. It's not a picture. It's a video. Um, it's actually on Facebook. Uh, I guess Facebook has a, a videos section or something like that. The, so okay. the link is on Facebook. Um, but okay. it's it's a guy who um, he he's being carried out. As far as I can tell, he's being carried out on a gurney, 
like he's strapped in, like like he's been hurt or something like that. There's a fire rescue ambulance there. Yeah. And just as they're approaching the ambulance, ready to put him in the back, he jumps off the gurney and runs down the parking lot and runs away. <laughs> okay, yeah, I watched it. That's so bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the context for this, but it's like, and you don't even see until he starts running away, the camera pans out and you can see, oh yeah, that's a Walmart store. It's the market and pharmacy <laughs> side of it. <laughs> Now there's so weird. <laughs> there's a cop car there, but I know it looks like, like a, the yeah. people that are are tending to him are like EMT drivers. So and they're not worried I, about him. It's not like he created committed a crime that they've like got him in cuffs or anything. He yeah, there's no handcuffs the or anything. And on jumps him. and he runs. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> Only in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one is uh, the U.S. Strategic Command. Uh, the, the news story is U.S. Strategic Command reveals reason behind incoherent treat. I guess the U.S. Strategic Command uh, Twitter handle at U.S. underscore statcom, uh, stratcom uh, sent out a tweet that I guess some people took possibly to be some kind of code that may have national security implications it was semicolon l semicolon semicolon g m l x z s s a w um eventually it was revealed that the guy left his computer open and a little kid got on it you yeah. <laughs> what if trump did that someday i know that's Type some <laughs> random letters yeah. Oh my he gosh, could... the revolution has started. <laughs> People would in- interpret it as some kind of code, some sort of weird yeah. encoded call to arms or something like that. <laughs> All right. Next, we have at Costco in Alaska, uh, I guess ravens are swooping in and grabbing groceries out of people's grocery bags while they're carrying them. Raven is a big bird? A bird. Like yeah, a, black bird like, like a crow. crow. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're uh, just one coming down and guy, taking stuff. Yeah, guy t- said he was walking, he, you know, packing his groceries into the car. Uh, ra- uh, he said ravens, he said plural, swooped in to steal a short rib from his cart. Uh, I took ten steps away, turned around, two ravens came down and grabbed one out of the package, ripped o- ripped it off and flew off with it. <laughs> wow. That reminds me of those stupid geese in the blue ash area that mm-hmm. the, it's a big office area and a lot of these office parks have these lakes and there are these geese everywhere and they're yeah. nasty animals because they poop all over the parking lots oh, but gosh, if you're yeah. walking they, along it's all over the place they they like try to attack you and i think uh-huh. it's illegal to do anything about it so do they actually come do, do they just threaten or, or will they actually get physical at you I've heard people say that one has that they've been bitten, but so far as I've seen, they've just they come at you with their wings up, going. Rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like their their intimidation thing that that those geese do. Yeah, I wonder if you like raised your arms up and started squawking back at them and ran at them if they'd get scared and run away. <laughs> I don't know because I mean I they're saw... so much bigger than them. Did you ever it's see like, the... two of them fight? No. 
we were fishing, and on the other side of the river, uh, these two, well, there was three there, and I guess maybe one was a female, the other two were males, and they got into it, and uh, one of them just beat the tar out of the other one, and the wow. other one kept trying to get away, and he would not let him get away. Oh, He just wow. kept coming after him. It went on for like five minutes. I was starting <laughs> to feel sorry for the guy, but I was on the other side of the river, and there was nothing I could do, because... It's a pretty big section of the river. I couldn't even throw a rock that well, far. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> wow. Pretty brutal. Yep. Birds. Well, I so don't I know. So I guess you when, know, they, ravens come when they come at you squawking like that, they mean it. They want That's. They want a piece of you. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, Alfred Hitchcock and all, maybe he had it right. Okay. Yeah. Last story. Uh, this is an old. This is actually two years old. But I, I saw it, and I just I, I know I haven't covered it before. Um, I'm just going to read the first line. The woman, uh, this will harken back to a uh, one that we talked about a few weeks ago. The uh-huh. woman who was sought by police after allegedly urinating on potatoes in a Walmart last week has turned herself into authorities. Hmm. Uh, she was 20 what years old, facing multiple charges of. Open lewdness, public drunkenness. I don't. She's embarrassed. Young woman made a mistake, and she's going to address whatever issues she may or may not have have. Whatever issues she may or may not have, I think she has issues, yeah, and I and then she's going to so. move forward. Um. Uh. Yeah. That is really weird because you know that's the like we did the story last week, not last week. We did the story a few weeks ago about the the kitchens. That in in Britain, yeah, where the people the installed the urinals in their flat, yeah, and but you, you know, can that was see someone. Weird. You could see what you would get out of that is not having to go to the other room to go to the bathroom. Yeah, but no, but this urinating food, right, on you're potatoes. Cooking. But just in a store, going in and urinating on potatoes, <laughs> it's like maybe. What, well, what okay, so let's say she's angry. At yeah, Walmart. she's drunk and angry. Still, that it's not like they're going to sell those potatoes. I mean. No, they had to get rid of them and sanitize the area. But the thing is, potatoes let's suppose, are cheap. I know they're cheap, but let's suppose that had happened. Let's suppose that you were a Walmart shopper, which you're not. Yeah. And let's suppose that had happened at your Walmart. Would you ever buy a potato there again? I wouldn't. No. no. It, sorry, you ruined it for me. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to buy a potato. I don't think I'll ever buy a potato, potato at again. Walmart anyway. <laughs> well, I know, but. Yeah, now that we've read well, the story. <laughs> as you know, I have this certain dislike for Walmart. Um which is a we should do we could do a whole show on this. We should do a Walmart, Walmart. show. Actually we could yeah, it would be kind of a serious show. It wouldn't be, you know, all yeah. jokes and stories like this. Walmart's an evil company and everybody who hears me say this immediately says, Well, what about staples? What about all these other companies oh, who get yeah. real big and out outbid other competitors? And that's not why I'm saying Walmart is evil. But yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I still I she must have had some other reason. There had to be something behind it. She was drunk, okay, but you don't just get drunk and think, "Hey, I think it'd be fun to pee on the potatoes." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> there had uh, to be something there. 
Yeah. But she didn't say. That wasn't part of the story. She just admitted she made a mistake. (laughs) 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 I meant the pee in the lettuce. Can you imagine, like, like 30 years from now, like, a little kid's finds a picture of his grandma being arrested for peeing on for potatoes. <laughs> grandma, or did you pee on potatoes? Really? Gra- grandma, why were you arrested? <laughs> yeah, I peed on potatoes. <laughs> really? Was that a crime? That was against the law? <laughs> Everybody pees on potatoes in in the future. It's a That's right. <laughs> In the socialistic Well, I'm thinking uh, a little utopia. kid's mind, each little thing that you can't do is against. has a law written against it. There's a law against peeing on potatoes. You know, that right. Kind of <laughs> well, it's not a law per se. <laughs> you know, what What law did she break? Public urinate, well, pu- I guess, public, destruction public, of property. Public lewdness, yeah. I, I, they didn't say destruction of property, but criminal mischief um, and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, public... I think the big one is public lewdness. So, like, if you urinate in public, that's public <laughs> lewdness. But, I, yeah, I, I can't think that... I mean, anybody who bought potatoes at that Walmart afterwards, they don't know that this happened. Right. I can't think of anyone who, even if it has been sanitized... <laughs> it's like, don't, forget it, man. Don't buy you their potatoes. Go, People just, pee just on them. <laughs> t- burn, that, burn that whole potato stand... And build a new one and put it somewhere else in the store if you want yeah, to buy your potatoes. and call it something else. <laughs> yeah. These are white yams. <laughs> That's um, right, the white yams. <laughs> you know, there was a story about Taco Bell, Taters. and I cannot, I cannot eat tacos. Taco oh, Bell yeah? tacos. I cannot go to Taco Bell. I can't eat any other food. I just can't. This is a new story? Because of a story... Of or somebody, somebody doing something you. disgusting. Uh, someone was arrested. It happened. Oh, okay. It was in the news. Uh, and the guy had done something nasty to tacos in Taco Bell. And you know what? The worst thing that you can imagine, that's probably it. So okay, there's I one of two things eat. that are the worst. And so if either one of Think those... Think of what tacos look Taco like Bell, on yeah. the inside. Well, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. So, so that's it. it. That's I wow. can't. I just no. I will never eat at Taco I Bell. I had no idea that that happened. I think I will not yeah. have Taco Bell anymore. That that just ruined it for me. Right. Just the thought of it. And I everybody know. now listening, I'm it's, trying to put Taco Bell out of business. About yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't say that. They might come after us. <laughs> it did happen um, though. It was in the news. Yeah. Everything well, that happens know, in the news really happened. I, I just kind of, sometimes I, I wonder about just restaurants in general. Because, you know, when we were, um, you know, when I was in high school, um, you remember what? No. But anyway, we were up there and we were talking and he was talking about, uh, he worked at this restaurant. Uh, anyway, he worked there and so they have these pickle, pickle basket buckets with like half pickles in them, you know, like, like. Big, the full pickle, but cut in half. And then, okay. And he was talking about that they had roaches there. Yeah. And at one point, there was a roach crawling across the floor. He had a pickle in his hand, a half pickle in his hand. Cause I guess he was slicing him or something like that. He smashed the roach with the pickle and then just threw the pickle back in the pickle bucket. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, now I, I had eaten eat there. I know. <laughs> well, no, I could eat pickles. It's just like, I, it's like. 
if this stuff happens at restaurants who hire teenagers, it yeah. makes me kind of. If you see like, a teenager oh, working, it's like I don't think I can. Okay, eat I don't want to eat there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, let, maybe maybe restaurants should not be the place where you just hire teenagers for minimum wage labor. What surprises me is when people who work at these places and talk about it, they're so nonchalant about it, like it's not I a know. big deal. It's I like, I worked you, at you know, uh, I worked at Harrison Grill uh, yes, when I, I was remember. like a young teenager, and mm-hmm. I I was super clean about everything, and everybody I worked with, as far as I know, was super clean also, and it was a little hole in the wall. It's a, you mm-hmm. know, do you know? Jodie Foster filmed a movie there. Who did? Jodie Foster? Foster. At the Harrison that, Grill? Which well, one? Uh, okay, the movie Little Man Tate. Yeah. A lot of that was filmed in Cincinnati. And there are images of, like uh, over the Rhine and stuff you can see. And there is a restaurant scene where she's sitting with him eating. And that was filmed in Harrison Grill where I worked. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. They, I've seen that movie. I remember. I didn't, that. Yeah. I didn't, remember, I didn't recognize any of the places. I didn't know that it no, was you wouldn't in Cincinnati, have. so I wouldn't have been looking well, for it. Well, they changed it. But, uh, oh, okay. Like, they didn't even use our plates. They brought their own plates, everything. They're like, I don't even know why they set it up here. It didn't. Wow. You couldn't tell wild. from the movie that it was Harrison Grill. Huh. And she, uh, I don't know. We closed down for the day for them to do the shoot there and then um i talked to the owner like two years later she said yeah jody foster was a super nice person but she never paid me for renting my for the space food. or me shutting down oh, for even the renting the uh, space <laughs> well they they declared bankruptcy I mean, and never paid them oh wow it would have been the movie people that would have had to do it unless jody foster was the producer yeah she was or oh, the director, anyway. Okay. I think she directed it. Mm-hmm. She did direct it. And yeah. I, she may have been the producer as well. I don't know. I don't think but the they never got paid. Well. They know that. I mean, it was an okay movie, but I don't think it did it wasn't, well. it, was, it wasn't that bad a movie, though. I mean, like, yeah, it was worth it was watching okay. once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had Cincinnati throughout it. And I love, I love watching movies and say, oh, that's, I've been there. I know where that is. I know what that yeah. is. I don't know why I like doing that. It, it's I, I like doing that, especially was a, for Cincinnati. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It, it you know, it, like when yeah. uh, the um, the Rain Man, you know, when he goes picks yeah. him up, at, at, and they're driving along Central Parkway there, or uh, not Central, but Columbia Parkway. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat. But you know, there was a um, you know how like shows like 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 crime dramas set in New York, all the places they talk about in New York are real places. And, and they mm-hmm. show real places, real streets in New York and that kind of stuff. They, they tried to do this show that supposed to, was supposed to be set in Indianapolis. And the only, the only Indianapolis that was ever seen in the show, I think in any of the episodes, it didn't last very long, but, but the only Indianapolis that was ever seen was when they did the scene cuts. You know how sometimes you'll, they'll show like a few, like, quick glimpses of things to create the 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 uh i guess the idea of motion you're going somewhere else now okay during Mm -hmm. the scene cuts they would flash a couple of indianapolis icons like the you know the statue on the the circle and and some other things like that but but 
None of the actual filming appeared to be in Indianapolis in any recognizable way. And when they had places that they had to talk about, none of them were, were real. were real places. Yeah. It's like, why would you set a story here and then not use here for your story? It, it, There's it's plenty so of stupid. cool things in Indianapolis that you could put in the show. Yeah. And, well. And we've got plenty of, of, of range of neighborhoods and everything. I, the, I mean, the point is, why would you pick any city and then not use that city for your setting? It yeah. Just, I, and it was so stupid. I, I, that There's interesting things in every city. Because they were just stupid about it. Yeah. Speaking of cities, I don't know. I texted you about this, but I, I'm seriously, I got kind of a bug in my head that I, I think I'd oh, yeah. like to try to about that. figure out a way to do that. Because, okay, in Cincinnati, um, every Good Friday... Uh, Catholics go to this church that sits on a high hill and there Mm -hmm. are steps going all the way down to close to the Ohio River, which is a long, long distance. I think it's like steps. I think it's the, well, it goes down to Eastern Avenue. Right. It goes down to Eastern Avenue, which, which is very close to the river. And this is the highest point in Cincinnati, I think. In that area. Anyway, it's certainly in that area. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe totally. But there's a church there. And so Catholics on Good Friday, church, yeah. it's only once a year, Catholics go there and they say the rosary going up these steps. Uh, it mm-hmm. doesn't exactly work out for X number of prayers, but you, you know, it, you just kind of think of it each step being one prayer. Um, they weren't made that way or anything. It's just, People do it. And it's just a neat little thing that people do every Good Friday in Cincinnati. If you're in Cincinnati, you know, and somebody says the steps, are you going to you know the it. steps? You know what they mean. You yeah. know what they're talking Everybody about. Everybody knows what they're um, talking about. My thoughts are things like that exist probably all over America. Not necessarily for Easter, but just little religious customs that are very local. Um that are just kind of neat. And I, I'd like to start gathering those kinds of uh, stories and write a book about it. That I think it'd be a be really neat, neat book. Yeah. like And, and just even, even towns that only have a thousand people, you know, but little customs, local customs that uh, make up the, the richness in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And in America. Right, right. Well, uh, I gave you one to start off. It's not Indianapolis, but it's in uh, Oldenburg. They've got it's not Good Friday, but they've got that shrine of the seven, um, Our Lady of the Seven Sorrows, out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Terry and yeah, I were out just driving there. around on a genealogy trip, and so we we're just kind of exploring the surrounding um, kind of hillsides. And we happened upon it. It's like, wow, what's this shrine doing out here? We got out and, you and went in and looked it? at it and everything, and. Um, and then when we were in town later, we asked somebody about it. They said, oh, yeah, that's a, you know, we uh, make a pilgrimage out there every year. We, I went on a pilgrimage there that. Oh, okay. People at mom's church said, hey, we're going to organize this pilgrimage. And they said, we'll go there. And so we're like, okay, so we'll go on a pilgrimage. I'm thinking I've got all kinds of bad, I got all kinds of things going on in my life that I need to pray about. So mm-hmm. that's what this pilgrimage Sounded will like be about. Good. Yeah. We get there and it's kind of like, okay. 
everybody will do this and this pilgrimage is specifically for the traditional Latin mass to come to Batesville, Indiana. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I didn't want to make a pilgrimage for that. (laughs) I had my own pilgrimage I wanted to do. Okay, I'm going to break off from y'all. I'm doing it on my own now. (laughs) Yeah, you guys go ahead. I want to say an eight-mile walk. I don't know. And Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't realize how out of shape I had gotten. My hips were hurting by the time I reached the uh, thing. But I did do it. It was I don't oh, know, that's, little that's thing, pretty, I guess. I, it's, uh, I mean, a mile takes usually about 45 minutes or more. So yeah, eight miles, it was a long like six walk. hours. That's, it uh, was a long walk. Yeah. Mom, mom went with me. Mm-hmm. She, they had people driving back and forth along the thing. Yeah. And she picked up a ride pretty quickly into it. Oh, okay. So did they know, have people, like, the... since there are people driving back and forth, did they have people driving back and forth, like, offering water bottles out the, the windows and stuff? Things like that. Do you guys need anything? Mm-hmm. Stuff like Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the one I knew about, you already knew about then, so I didn't contribute anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's a good point. Uh, I, I, actually, I'm going to ask, uh. I'm going to ask my priest about that. Yeah, that probably be the best ideas. thing to start with the priests and say, mm-hmm. are there any local customs that people do here that uh, just I can explain the steps you? in Cincinnati as as a as a reference example. And yeah, say, are, you know, not doesn't have to be connected with Good Friday or Easter. Could be anything. Could you know? Yeah, any time of year. Once but a year, people gather that, there and say the rosary. That. As that they go up Indianapolis the Catholics know about that they that they do every year. Yeah, and that isn't just a festival, you know, like you know, or oh, every once in a while street festival. That, you know, if it's yeah. a really really big, you know, city wide festival that everybody knows about, okay, maybe even that might count. Um, I mean, like at our Italian fest at Holy Rosary, it it is commenced with a um, a Marian procession. Yeah. So, you know, kind of, sort of, but it, to me, that still doesn't fit with no, what you're talking about. So, I know so that if there's anybody like out this there place knows in anything, Mexico where they they literally uh, every year nail uh, someone to a cross. Oh, is that in Mexico? I thought that was in, um, like... Uh, I thought it was in Mexico. I thought it was in, like, New, Ze- New Zealand or something like that. Or, or Actually, more than one person. It's like if, if somebody has some kind of special... They, they interviewed a guy who was doing it in the show that I was watching, and he okay. was offering this up because I think his mom or somebody had cancer, and he mm-hmm. was uh, yeah. he was going to hang on the cross for three hours for that specific purpose. And right. yeah, they nailed actually it's kind nailed of a him passion, to the cross. They do a passion play, and and they actually nailed no, him no. to the cross. Is that what? You're no, talking? it's not. Oh, a you're passion not talking play. about that. Oh, what no, I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about the passion play. There's a no. I'm not talking about the one in the big one in Oberammergau that they do every ten years. But 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 they have passion plays all over the place. Yeah. But th- this is a annual passion play that they do somewhere. I think it's in in New Zealand, and they actually Jesus actually is nailed to the cross as okay. playing Jesus. He's nailed to the cross. And, yeah. But okay. you know, but the way it works is that I mean, obviously, it's extremely painful the first time. But guys who right. have done it before are more likely to be the ones who who are Jesus after that because they've, <laughs> they've uh, already got the holes in their hands. <laughs> no, this is something that like 
the it, it happens during the passion uh, mm-hmm. time of year, but but it's not as different part of a play. It's numbers just, of people. No, it's people it's, come it's up like, and oh, do you it. You want to do an extreme uh, an extreme penance sacrifice of some offering sort. a pen extreme penance. That's what the word I'm looking for. Yeah, and uh, and wow. they would come up and have themselves nailed to the cross for. Uh, as long as they can stand it, but for mm-hmm. three hours, and then, right. uh, and there, I think the what I, the show that I was watching on that particular year, there were three people doing it. Oh, okay, three men wow. doing it. Man, and wow, they were. I remember them being Mexican. So yeah, did they show it happening? Did they show it happening on yeah. the show? Yeah. I can't imagine, man. That, that yeah, they would tie him up. They would tie him up real good, and then they would mm-hmm. nail his hand. Yeah, they're not the... actually hanging by the nails. They're they're right hanging by ropes. Right, right. But uh, something like that. I don't think you'll find them doing that anywhere in America. But if they were, that would go in the book. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we are at the end of our podcast. I think we are. Well, folks. Think about what we said, and we'll see you next week. And as always, circle the beads. Bye, everyone. Bye.